Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Monday morning. The second to last day of the month. Moving right along, Joe. We're almost on to May. It's going to be May. Oh, nice little reference there. So shout out to your your dent dent report episode. I appreciate that. Uh, it's actually my old boss Lance Bass's birthday this week too. So I just want to let everybody know I am missing a. It's his birthday today. No, it's his birthday the fourth. Got it. But I just want to let everyone. Wow, he has. It's gonna be May and then May the fourth. Uh, yeah. Week. Talk talk about a week of virgin holidays. Yeah. First, the virgin girls who are obsessed with. In sync when they were teenagers and have still yet to have sex. And then the uh, virgin dudes who've been obsessed with Star Wars their whole life. They should get together on like May the 2nd. And just bang? Yeah. It's gonna come fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bummed though, man. He's having like a massive 40th birthday party that I'm missing because it's the night before the goddamn marathon. So the things that I do for you, Dirtballs, I'm just going to look into the camera on that. The things I do for you guys. I'm missing a party that could be attended by multiple boy bands at once. A once-in-a-lifetime event probably for me. No. Missing it. Because i got to run 26.2 miles Wait, on single miles. did you say the you do for the Dirtballs? Yeah. How's the marathon for the Dirtballs? Because it's for the Dirtballs. Okay. It's for the Dirtballs. I feel like it's so that you can feel a sense of accomplishment. And it's also for my little brother. You're welcome, Mark. I'm going to your dental school graduation. It's a saying. Like, I'm like this close to being in a boy band, basically, by, by going to that party, by missing it. Not, not happening. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. 100%. Sure. I'm just trying to wrap this up. Okay. We got a lot of sports to talk today. I, that's what I was going to say. A lot of I mean, sports. I want, I want you to feel like you've significantly and thoroughly covered your boy band potential, but we had a lot of stuff to talk. A lot of stuff to talk. What, like, I I didn't look at the rundown. You didn't? No. Well, I didn't think you would. It didn't uh, matter. Um, it's basically NBA but, playoffs but and NFL draft. But what I want to know is, like, in Andy Ruther, like, breaking, like, first thing, what's a top story on, on the Dirty Sports Podcast on a Monday after... Game of Thrones, the draft. Well, the Game of Thrones is still uh, really big in my head. I got to say, I thought it was kind of a boring episode. Interesting. Yeah, that's my hot take. I fell asleep once. Ooh. I mean, I watched it super late. Yeah. I fell asleep and I came back out of it. But I was kind of like, it's one of those things I feel like in a lot of, uh, there won't be spoilers, so don't worry. Uh, I feel like in a lot of like, war or superhero or whatever it's like sometimes a battle scene you're like what is actually going on here and there was like a lot of like who like i'm still confused as to who died who didn't die yeah me too 
I think they wanted to make it that way. Yeah, but um, obviously, it, you know, there were some there were some great moments. Yeah, but it, it was a long episode for like a couple great moments. Yeah, hour and a half. I liked it though. I was debating if I did or didn't like it. I liked it. So my head's my head's there. My head's obviously NFL draft, NBA playoffs. Still trying to uh, assess the Rockets Warriors game yesterday. A lot of people have a lot of takes. You watched it, I assume. I did. I watched it start to finish. Obviously, the officiating is the big question going on here. I tweeted yesterday, and I forget the guy's name now, Courtney Kirkland. Okay. I said, I should not know who Courtney Kirkland is. Do you know who Courtney Kirkland is? Is that a referee? Yeah, he's the, he was the black ref that was uh, missing every call. And here's my issue with that game and the officiating in general. I'm not like a let every ticky-tack foul should be a fucking thing and like whatever. But Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Mike Breen, and the referee that they like use as like their Mike Pereira type, whoever the fuck it is, you know, Sal Giganti. I was say some Italian dude yeah. in New York. Yeah. All agreed. There was five of them. They agreed on five. Like, I think it was three on Clay in the first half, one on somebody else in the first half, and then, or uh, three on Clay in the first half, and then there was two big ones in the second half. They all agreed that these are fouls for sure. Yeah. And I understand that the league maybe is thinking like, I, I mean, look, I don't know why the league would be pushing Warriors. I don't know what that would be. I think everybody's pretty sick of the Warriors. Okay. But if there's some sort of league-wide mandate that, like, we're not giving them the you-can-land-safely thing anymore, if we're not enforcing the Zaza rule anymore, because Zaza obviously dove under the legs of Kawhi Leonard, and that was where the rule that you have to be able to land came from, because... We just got Kawhi Leonard back basically after two full seasons of like on and off injury from him fucking landing on a guy's foot. Um, you make that make that decision after the season. Yeah. Or make that decision and put something out going into the playoffs. Guys, we're not going to like if you're if you're forcing this, we're not going to do it. Here's what you absolutely cannot do. You cannot make the decision. That's something for the last few years and the whole season and the first round of the playoffs that's a foul is not a foul between the first round and the conference semifinals. The decision to just randomly go from one game to the next and now this is no... Guys, it was a foul. All of them. They were fouls. They were fouls. This isn't an argument. Mark Jackson is the former coach of the Warriors. He's like, they're fouls. I don't know what to tell you, Jeff. They're fouls. Uh, it, it, it was just so fucking stupid. And then the people that are coming with like, a James Harden went 9 for 28. If it doesn't go 9 for 28, it's still a game. First of all, how about 9 for 23? 9 for 23 is not so bad. If he gets those five foul calls, he doesn't have those field goals. Also, the, it was a game down to the last possession despite the Rockets' 
One, not getting the foul calls. And two, having multiple technicals throughout the game because they weren't getting the foul calls. That game was blatantly stolen from the Rockets, in my opinion. Blatantly. Hmm. And then, and then, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. And then we're gonna, and then suddenly, suddenly, it's like the NBA cares about the ticky tack foul rule and people landing, but the, but the Kevin Durant sweep through is still a foul. There's a lot of questions. This, I, I don't, I, I'm going. So I'm gonna go. It was four times that they mentioned Courtney Kirkland's name. I should first of all, I shouldn't know your name, and second of all, I, he's on the take. Uh, what other explanation is there? He's on the take. Wow, you're coming in with a hot take this morning. F- five of them in the game, same referee. And by the way, I agree with people who are like Rockets basketball isn't fun to watch. Like this is not like what I want. To blah blah blah. Okay, fine. The bottom line is, guys still have to be able to land. They have to be able to land. Well, look, obviously it was a very close game even with all that. Yeah, even with the missed fouls, even with the technical fouls at the end of the game. But, even with the technicals at the end of the game, it's a three-point game. But A four-point game. You do, I mean, if you look at the stat line and I have it pulled up, you do have to shoot better. That's not just James Harden. I mean, him and Eric Gordon go combined 8 of 29 yep. from three-point range. 8 of 29. That's terrible. As a team, they shoot... 14 of 47, 29.8%. You can make the argument, they just make a couple more threes, they win that game. Right. Now take five out and make it eight for 24, and that's 33% of your threes. And that's about right. I just, like, I didn't like the officiating because it is confusing. There's no... It's not confusing. There's no confusion. Well, there's there's no... It's like when you watch an NFL game with... And I tweeted that out. Of There's no consistency of knowing what a catch is. And during that game, you felt there wasn't consistency of the landing rule. Which, to be honest, I haven't fully understood myself. Like... If, a, if, a, if the defensive player jumps straight up in the air, right? Then he can land... Where he jumped from. Okay. Right? If the offensive player jumps straight up in the air, then he can land where he jumped from. But I also don't like... But there's a momentum going forward when you shoot, and there's a momentum coming towards somebody when you go to block their shot. If you land, and this is what kept happening, if you land underneath them, or if you contact them like Clay kept doing, Clay's thing was he would jump and he'd go with the hip while still in the air. He'd, He'd hip check people on their way down it's like it's not a matter of whether or not that's affecting your shot it's a matter of it's uh, is it affecting you mentally that you don't have a you can't land safely after you shoot and and guys are getting away with it but i would argue this as well i think a lot of these guys especially james harden they're not even trying to make the shot they're trying to get the foul with the way this rule set up does that make sense? Where I don't like that play of basketball either, where you're like kicking out and you're trying to land in a certain position that he does foul you, but you're also in a way not even trying to make the shot, if that makes any sense. Sure. James Harden does that a lot. Yeah. So does Steph Curry. So does Kevin Durant. The, this, 
in in no world in no physical world for all the Warriors fans out there who complain about the style of play in no physical world if you wanted to take a ball from here and and put it into a hoop would this be your move this would never be your move no one shoots like this he shoots like that because he wants to get fouled sure so this is across the league this is across the league from the leaning into people on threes, the sweep through arm technique, the leaning your body into somebody on layups. Uh, Steph Curry yesterday got a three-point play. He he jumped into a guy, and then he made the shot, and then he got a three-point play. It, this is across the league. I have no problem saying if you initiate contact, there is no foul. What I have a problem with is it's a foul today, but it's not a foul tomorrow. Consistency. You have to have consistency. But that's what I'm saying. You have to. Because they're consistent that Kevin Durant, who's seven feet tall and can shoot over anybody, suddenly wants to bring the ball down by his waist and then wrap it to the right like he's shooting some sort of hook shot on every jump shot where he, that he takes on the baseline and get his arms tangled in people and, and try to foul guys out. So you really think that game was stolen by the refs? I, I, it came. It was a four-point game that came down to a final. It came down to a final possession with five blatant blown three calls and three technical fouls. Chris Paul. Chris Paul ejected Mike D'Antoni. It reminded me. Of watching Jordan versus the Bulls. Or Jordan versus the Knicks back in the day. Because the Knicks would do everything and just seem like every time. But the problem with that is like I understand the NBA going, we are a blatant fucking Michael Jordan machine. This guy's selling basketball around the world. He has to win. No one wants to see Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley elbowing guys in the throat in the NBA Finals. This does not sell basketball to China. I understand it. But tell me how Warriors Bucks or Warriors Celtics or Warriors Raptors is better for the league than Rockets Raptors. I don't know. I mean, you're you're delving down the, the conspiracy well right now. I'm going, how do you blatantly miss five times? How does the call change from one? Because, again, we're making an, a league-wide mandate to the referees. No more of this ticky-tack shit. People hate this game where it's just going to be Warriors, Rockets. Who can get fouled more? But the Kevin Durant sweep-through move, still very legal. The no-place-to-land rule. Like To me, it's like if you're, if you're going to say – no more bullshit fouls, then none of these are fouls. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy was saying, Jeff Van Gundy yesterday said, all of these plays that where these guys can't land are fouls, and we have to change Kevin Durant, the Kevin Durant sweep-through rule. That was, that was Jeff Van Gundy yesterday. Now, I know Jeff Van Gundy coached the Rockets at one point, but I don't think he gives a shit. Yeah. Well, obviously, if you listen to the game, you are right. There was... Uh, a unanimous agreement amongst the announcers and the ref that there was bullshit calls missed consistently. Yeah. Kevin Durant saved them, man. And, and I'll tell you, and let me say one other thing about this before we get into Kevin Durant. 
I think I think the Warriors have played the refs like a fiddle the last couple of years. Draymond Green's move at this point is to get a technical foul early and then know that he can say anything he wants the rest of the game without getting thrown out because they're not going to throw him out because they never give him a second technical foul. Chris Paul got thrown out. Like We, we got thrown out with three seconds left. Yeah. But Draymond Green gets a technical foul early and then berates refs the rest of the game. And Steph Curry... It's not a bad tactic. Yeah. And then Steph Curry yesterday should have fouled out with nine minutes left to go in the game. The dude had, the dude was getting the yeah. dude was getting abused defensively. We had five fouls for a long time. Yeah, and they refused to call the last foul, even though he was fouling guys worse than he was prior to that. They're just like, well, we're not going to foul step See, out. Th- this to me is where the NBA definitely has. I don't even know if you want to use the word conspiracy, but they have issues because I really think they change the game differently, how they call it, like you're saying, they know it's not going to be good if Steph Curry fouls out with six minutes to go in the game. Right. Like, they know it's not going to be good if Draymond Green gets thrown out. I think they really do change how they call it. And we're not talking one call here. They're like, we're talking a lot of it's played out. Obviously, Dude, watch every, like Draymond Green, I would say 50% of the games he plays, he gets the technical in the first quarter. And then and how many times has he been thrown out of a game? Yeah, I, I don't know what they're told. I don't know how they're supposed to handle it. Uh, but Kevin Durant, I want to talk about him for a minute. Yeah. He went off against the Clippers in game six, 38 in the first half, 50 total points. He scores 35 yesterday. Steph has a quiet 18. Uh, Steph. Steph's becoming my least favorite player at this point. Why is that? Uh, a quiet 18. Hits a big three at the end of the game. Did, did he pound his chest more times than points he had in the game after that three? It's like, dude, you are you are you're you're at this point Kobeing Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, Ke- Kevin Durant carries you. Kevin in, Durant's the guy on Ke- them. Kevin Durant carries you in a back backpack around fucking yeah. the playoffs. Make no mistake about it, anybody listening. Kevin Durant is the guy. Anybody trying to debate who's the fucking guy on the Warriors? It's KD. I mean, the guy's debating that. Like, yeah. yeah they're they're the Philip Rivers. Like, we'll get there. They're the Philip Rivers. They're. I mean, we know your name now. Like, what, what's, what's the one dude? What's this one Steph Curry slipper that we like? Gomez? Like, yeah. It's like Gomez, is it? Is it Gomez? I don't yeah. know. The one dude fucking had to get blocked because it's like, ah, KD, that's the best player in the whole league. I mean, if you're an NBA fan, you can't watch the Warriors and say this is KD and not say this isn't KD's team. No, KD's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah. So So now does Kevin Durant leave if they win or does he leave if they lose? He's leaving regardless, I think. You think he's leaving regardless? Yeah. Because I almost feel like I almost feel like their strategy a little bit is to Let- ma- to blatantly turn the team over to Ke- Kevin Durant. Okay, interesting strategy. Like you're watching and you're going, who can watch at this point and not say that it's Kevin Durant's team? Nobody. Anybody who says otherwise is an idiot, and I think that's a Steve Kerr strategy. What? He doesn't want to lose Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's, Dude, it's, like it's a good strategy. Here's, here's a question, and I think 
We all know the answer. Do the war? Does Steph Curry win an NBA title ever again if Kevin Durant leaves? It's, a, it's an interesting question because we know he's not leaving the Warriors. We know he's not. He's not. He's not ring chasing at the end of his career. He's got three. Yeah. He's Mister Warrior. I think if Kevin Durant leaves, he doesn't win another title. I think Steve Kerr also agrees with you. I mean, I'm leaning towards that. I think Steve Kerr agrees with you. And Steve Steve Kerr is like, Kevin Durant, this is your team, dog. I mean, we, we don't want to play the whole what-if game, but it is interesting to think if Kevin Durant never joined the Warriors. It is interesting to, to play that out. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, you hate to go there, but that Cavs team with fucking... Matthew Delavadova, Shane Moskov, Timothy Moskov, Timothy Moskov. Yeah, won two games. Yeah, I'm just saying they won two games in the finals. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think about that. This will be a good series, though, dude. I know it's one game. I, the thing is, that's the other thing I don't understand about the NBA. The Warriors might win this series. And the Warriors might win this series if they lose yesterday. But one thing is for sure. The Warriors are far more talented than the Rockets. And they have home court advantage. Sure. If I'm the NBA commissioner, I want the Rockets to win game one. That, for me, makes it a seven-game series. Yeah. I think the NBA definitely needs this to be a seven-game series. It's the NBA Finals. They want it to be a seven-game series. You would think so. Yeah. You th- you therefore think that if all they needed to do to make that happen is call fouls the way they've been calling them the last four NBA seasons, that they would just stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. Well, let's move on to the earlier game of the day. The Celtics dominated the Milwaukee Bucks in very impressive fashion in the early game. Uh, now, if you're Paul Pierce, you watch this game, and I put this up on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it. You think the series is over? Well, they, can we just get a? Can we just get some control on this individual? No. See, I I think he literally is saying the series is over after one game. I, I, I did almost you, did. You see Chauncey's reaction? Yeah, I almost feel like the answer is like we have to put like Paul Pierce's Skip Bayless. Like it's it's now you're now getting played when you share it on Instagram. Okay, I see your point. He trolled you. Fair point. You you bit. Going, mm, he fucking he real he reeled in a fucking hundred and thirty five pound fucking you know swordfish. He got you, bro. I'm one hundred and sixty pounds. By Whatever. One hundred thirty five. What am I, twink? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a troll, and he got you. And he gets people every week. I but I think Paul Pierce. No, is he's that, trolling. No, no. Hold on. I think he's that unique. Blend of troll and moron. There's well, he's ver- certainly not a Rhodes scholar, but but there's very few troll and morons out there. I think he's both. 
You honestly don't think he believes that when he says that? No. He's Celtic fanning. He's trolling. Maybe he's a moron. I think he's mostly Celtic fanning and trolling. Um, but to the actual the, game. To the actual game. Well, the, Celtics looked, they looked great. Well, it, it came down to one thing and one thing only. that, And this is where, this is where coaching is everything. Brad Stevens came with a plan for Giannis. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. They played him great. Al Horford played him fantastically. Amazing. Um, you know, th- th- it's one of those things where I liked the Bucks. Um, and and I, like I said, I didn't like the way they played against Detroit is whatever. Detroit didn't belong to be there, didn't deserve to be there in the first place. Um, but the way they played down the stretch, you were like, oh, no one's like no one's stopping this guy. Like yeah. he's gonna get his. Sure. And there is something with ex- playoff experience. Sure. And th- there's some guys on the team who have it, but like as a whole, they don't have a ton. And their star is super young and doesn't have a ton. I think this is gonna be a great series. I agree. But um yeah, just coming out in game one on the road and having a plan for Giannis. I mean, they dominated that game. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah, and it was it was simply that they every time the Bucks would make a run, they'd answer. Yeah, but it was because Giannis never got going. Never got so going. When you would get close, when they would get close, they didn't um, they didn't have their star to push them over the like to to get them out to a lead. Yeah. No, exactly, and 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 obviously. Some great contributions from uh, guys like Jalen Brown and, like you said, Al Horford played amazing on defense. Yeah, Hayward played great. Yeah, how many did Hayward finished with? He finished with uh, thirteen. Yeah, looked great in the first half. Yeah, he had a good first half. No, they looked great. They're going to be tough, man. I, I didn't see this coming. And look at the balance: twenty, twenty-six, nineteen, thirteen. Good balance. Yeah. And, and, 11 from Rogier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rogier, dude, they've been getting Rogier 20 minutes. Like, If Rogier and Brown can give you what they gave you yesterday, 30 combined points, yep. you're probably not going to lose. Right. If those guys can give you 30 points. Dude, like, Rogier has been, I, I've been saying the whole time, like, that's the that was the difference between this year's Celtics and last year's Celtics is they were getting nothing from Terry Rozier this year yeah. because of the way that they were using him and Kyrie. Sure. It was like it was almost like he was spelling Kyrie, but they were never playing together and it was like one or the other. Kyrie had to take over games because Rozier's not doing jack shit. And now they're playing some minutes together, which they did in the first round and uh and like the those two together, it's like that's it. That's their. Well, that's kind of what it comes down to. Little, but if, exactly. If you look at the the stat line, look how efficient these guys are. Yeah. Al Horford eight of sixteen. Kyrie twelve of twenty one. Jalen Brown eighteen of fourteen. Rogier four of eight. Yep. Gordon Hayward five of eight. So I just listed all those guys. That's that's over fifty percent shooting. Yep. They were nothing but efficient yesterday, and the point you made about inexperience. I think showed up yesterday, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man. If the Celtics, and I didn't see it coming, I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. If they play like how they played yesterday, they are going to be a tough team to beat. 
the rest of the playoffs. Plain and simple. I still think the NBA Finals is this Western Conference series that we just talked about. But um, look, I agree with you. And then, but I mean, especially uh, uh, in the Eastern yeah, Conference, especially in the Eastern Conference. But also, look, you move on to the other series. Like, how fucking fantastic did the Raptors look? Yeah, let's talk about that. Kawhi Leonard just goes off. Yeah, forty-five. I believe he had. Yeah, very efficient shooting. Kawhi Leonard. Needs to be that guy for them. Yes. He needs to be. Because that is essentially what the Raptors as an organization haven't had in their history. You know? Yeah. Like even going back to when, you know, they, they a, a shocking series, couple series wins with Vince Carter. Vince Carter was a scorer, but like Kawhi Leonard is doing fucking everything. Putting the glasses back on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at his stat line, Joe. 16 of 23. Plus 26, 45, 11, two steals, a block. I mean, the guy yeah, does it 10, all. 10 for 11 from the line. It's ridiculous. And Siakam played amazing, too. Yeah. No, they were fantastic. Siakam, you know, 29 points. And it's crazy. I mean, again, these it's, it's sort of even the Celtics game and this game, like, decided victories were... When you're only scoring 110 points, yeah, it's like you know usually don't have in the NBA like 20 point you know 20 point wins usually 120, 100, you know one 125, 105. This is two games where teams are scoring 108 and 112. You look at uh, those are the two guys in double digits on their team. Yeah, and the thing about here's my here's the thing about the Sixers. The scoring is spread out, but you need more. Embiid can't have 16 points. He's got to be putting in 25 points. Who is the guy? Jimmy Butler can't have 10 points. He's got to be putting in Dude, at least... Dude, that's great. 14, 16, 14, 10, and 17 from their starting lineup. But here's... You need 25 from Embiid. Here, you need 17 Here's, 17 here's or what I'm going to tell you Butler. if you're the Sixers. If J.J. Redick leads you in scoring, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. You're probably going to lose. Sure. J.J. Redick has the ability sure. to lead you in scoring and your team win. But more often than not, if J.J. Redick leads your team in scoring, you're going to lose. Yeah. Because it means no one else went off. That's what I'm saying. Embiid, in my opinion, for them to win games. Butler's minus 23 on the game with 10 points. Embiid's got to get at least 25 points. I think Embiid's got to be your guy. Yeah, especially in a you know in a series where you've got Kawhi Leonard on the other side, who's obviously one of the great wing defenders in basketball. You know, you're going to be able to put him on Harris or Butler or Redick or Simmons, which, yeah. whichever guy you know starts to feel it. Yeah, you know, you can move him on onto that guy. Embiid has to be your dude. Sure, he's got to be the guy. Not five of eighteen. I mean, yeah, their shooting was pretty terrible all around. Does Tobias this one Harris, game, six for 17. Jimmy Butler, four for 12. Does this game change your opinion at all moving forward? I know it's one game. Well, I didn't like how the Sixers looked in the first round. So not really. I, I That's why I said... You I, like Toronto in this series. Yeah. And I said that after the first round. I said the the Nets weren't going to win the series. But the, but the way the Sixers looked against the Nets, I didn't love it. Yeah. And... Yeah, I do think Toronto wins this series. I still think it'll, it'll probably be a six-game series. They looked good. They looked yeah. really good. Yeah. 
If you're getting that from Kawhi, look out, man. Yeah. I wonder what the NBA thinks of Toronto in the finals. Well, I guess we're going to find out come next round if suddenly you're allowed to dive under Kawhi Leonard's legs again. (laughs) Right? right? Because from a marketing perspective... It's basically the Kawhi Leonard rule. Because from a marketing perspective, you'd have to think the most enticing matchup, I'd assume, from the NBA's vantage point, would be Celtics-Warriors. Probably. Although the, although the thing is, and this is my problem with that series, yes, there's more star power on the Warriors, right? Yeah. And yes, they don't play as much of an isolation game of basketball as the Rockets. So I un- so if you're weighing it, okay, you got Steph and KD and Clay, who's like maybe a you know half a star. Like in in terms of like a marquee, yeah, yeah, for marketing, yeah. But you do have James Harden and Chris Paul, yeah, right. Who you're seeing nonstop in commercials, yeah. And yes, the Warriors play like a a a, like a more, I don't know, a better brand of basketball, right? Yeah. People don't like the isolation basketball. People don't like it. Okay. But the war, everybody. The Warriors have been there four times in a row. Sure. That's got to play into the the equation. Like, people getting bored. The Warriors win every year. I don't think year. people get bored, though. I, I think they are... You should read any tweets ever. Like, I don't watch the NBA. We already know who's going to win every year. Yeah, but I think that's people just spouting off. People are idiots on right. social media. They still watch it. Those same people who say that shit, I think, watch all those people, people still. If you're, if you like sports, you're watching the NBA Finals. No, disagree. I disagree. Really? Yeah. And I think it's the. I mean, do I think that they'd be watching regardless of who is in? No, because I think it's just those people. The people, the people who are trying to tell you hockey, you got to tune into the Golf Channel to watch fucking Islanders, you know, fucking Blue Jackets or whatever. Uh, they're the ones that are like, hey, it's the same people every year. So I don't think they're watching either way. But you, it's still something that has to be considered, right? Yeah. But I'm saying, if if, if it's a Warriors-Celtics or even Warriors-Sixers, I think those are two sexy, appealing matchups for the Warriors. Celtics are definitely the... Like, the the NBA is always going to push the Celtics out of the East. Sure. That's it. Like if they could have Celtics Lakers every year, they would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they could have Knicks Lakers every year, they would, but the Knicks are a goddamn dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, the last, I mean, they understand how populations work basically is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, the last matchup will be the nuggets because they took care of business in an odd ending to Game 7 against the Spurs. So Nuggets, uh, Trailblazers an tonight. O- an odd ending? What, the none of the fucking Spurs knowing the deal? Even though Pop was on the court screaming at them? What was that? What happened? How'd that happen? Look, some people get born with high IQs, and some people get born seven feet tall and freakishly athletic. <laughs> you know? there's it's It's tough to be the full package. Yeah. You know? No, I feel ya. Well, 
The NBA playoffs are here. Baseball is in full swing. Hockey. Prina, there are so many options for people to use SeatGeek to get tickets for sports events. I was on it yesterday because I'm going to go down. You you won't be back in time from your trip to Cincinnati, but I'm going to go down, just make the same drive we did, except I'm going to do it on a Wednesday morning. Mets? For a Mets-Padres day game. Nice. May 8th, Wednesday. What's f- it's funny you say that. I am going to a Reds Giants day game the day after my marathon. And the Mets are actually uh, playing Cincinnati today, right? Yeah. Is that in Cincinnati or is that in Queens? I don't know. It might be in Queens. But I think we have a yeah, I think we have a four game set coming up. Yeah, yeah, really, nice. Really be great if we could sweep your Reds. Here's the thing with the Reds. Three or four at least, hopefully. We need it. The we, Reds are we, playing all like we need a terrible team like, to come into town. But the Reds aren't. The Reds. Are, I'm gonna people are gonna call Look me homework. We were in the middle of a Seeky cat, and he's like they're, losing it on the Reds. They're right not now. terrible though. They started one and eight. They're eleven and sixteen now. So my point is like that was an awful start. They're not terrible. But I am gonna go. You're right. Get back to the Seeky cat read. I'm gonna go dirt balls. If you're in the Greater Cincinnati area, I believe that is a. It's like a 12.05 or 12.35 day game that is Monday, May 6th. I will be using SeatGeek. And guys, if you're a listener of this show, best of all, all Dirtballs get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. Okay, I see you in YouTube. Thanks for all the comments. We're going to get to some of those. We are going to get to the NFL draft right you now. Wanna, before we get to the NFL draft, this is something we should probably do. Do you want to get to? Do you want to like take a look at the comments and like maybe as we do a show like this, if somebody had a basketball comment before we move on to football, maybe we could answer it. And but I, I a lot of these times, these guys don't have a whole lot of questions, if you will. It's more. It's mostly comments. Yeah. Okay. There, there were a couple of questions regarding the NFL draft, which was already on the rundown, which we will uh, we'll talk about right now. Great. All right. So NFL drafts. Was Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Cardinals, they did it. They got another. You did it. Another quarterback. Back to back years drafting a quarterback in the top 10. Obviously, Kyler Murray goes number one, and Josh Rosen is traded to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's kind of sad for me because that means. You know, there's gonna be a quarterback competition there. I was really, I luckily I hadn't made any bets yet, but I was gonna go heavy on uh, Dolphins over, and I was gonna go heavy on some like sneaky Dolphins wins in in Foxborough with my boy Fitz Magic. Unbelievable! This guy loves old Fitzy. I, but actually, and Tug said something that I was uh, Tug finally Tug was mentioned again. Tug said something in a text message exchange that we have. I actually think this is a great pairing for Josh Rosen. To get paired with Fitzpatrick. You who, like it. I mean, I just just from, again, a, a brain standpoint, you know? Yeah. To take the mental aspect of the game, telling, jo- helping Josh Rosen uh, develop the mental aspect of playing quarterback, I think will be a nice fit with him and Fitzpatrick. Well, let's talk. I don't think Jameis Winston was like picking Fitzpatrick's <laughs> brain a lot. That's just what I'm saying. You know, I would love to hear some of those conversations between Jameis and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. A guy 
who went to Harvard and a guy who went to Florida State who was accused of rape and then a week later... Also known as the Harvard of the Panhandle. ...stood up on a table and yelled out, fuck her right in the pussy. Yeah. Jameis Winston, who I have deemed black Bobby Boucher. Yeah. And who I've deemed a bust. He's on the spectrum for sure. Yeah. He's one of the dumbest people to ever walk upright. Jameis Winston? Yeah. Remember he's eating his fingers? I mean, what are we talking about here? Again, he's on the spectrum. Yeah. He should be the spokesperson for Spectrum. <laughs> like, he should do all the ads for Spectrum Mobile. Just like eating a remote. Jameis like, you know, you get $45 all fucking unlimited. Like, they should just have him in a jersey. Unbelievable. Uh, Josh Rosen, though, took a lot of heat. I want to play the clip. We should listen to it. From Steve, Steve Smith just goes off. It's kind of confusing. Again, Tug was mentioned. Me, you, and Tug were texting each other. And I, I wrote, I don't really understand it. Yeah. Why he was so worked up. Is this a clip that you ever hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a, is this a different clip than the one I saw? It's a two-minute clip. Okay. What did you see? I saw... I'm trying to see. Maybe. Oh, no. It's got to it be the same one. the same. Let's, let's throw, throw on the old headphones. Let's play the clip. You guys probably saw this. If you didn't, you're going to get to hear it now. I, I almost... Yeah. I'm almost with you. I'm like... Not even sure this is worth playing, but we'll do it. Why isn't it worth playing? Because you said it doesn't really make any sense. Okay, so he uh, he goes on the NFL Network, who, who he works for. Sorry, let me get this. And this is what Steve Smith uh, is. He Steve Smith or Steve Smith Jr.? I'm confused. No, he's Steve Smith Senior. Okay, I'm way off. Yeah. All right, this is what he says about Josh Rosen. Now, now to put it in context, though, before I play the clip, this is before he's traded. Right. And this is regarding Josh Rosen unfollowing the Arizona Cardinals on Instagram. Okay. So that's what this is referencing. He's all worked up because he unfollowed the Cardinals on Instagram, and this is on, I believe, Friday, Friday before he's traded. Team is drafted. We got six rounds to six rounds in the next couple of days. Guys are getting replaced. You are replaceable. No one. They they say in the league, the more you can do, it helps your opportunity. So now you're mad because they brought some competition in here. So you're gonna try to take your ball. Well, first of all, son, it ain't your damn ball to take anyway. So you just keep playing with your phone and you keep showing us what what the stigma of you and who you were was in, uh, at UCLA. Now you brought it to the professional level to show us you're still going to, when things don't go your way, you're going to cry in the corner. But guess what? They're going to ship your ass home somewhere else and you can go cry and be their problem. Listen, yep. this is a man's game. Be a man and go against that. I mean, I think that's sufficient. Yeah, that's, that man, en- that's man, enough. One on one. He gets 10 points. My problem with Steve Smith. Do your deal. Yeah. And and this particular, I, I mean, I don't know what Steve Smith's problem with Josh Rosen is, but simply when Josh, when the Arizona Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen knew he was getting traded. Yeah. Everybody knew he was getting traded. The whole time, everybody knew he was getting traded. Sure. So... The idea that he unfollows the Cardinals on Instagram because he doesn't want to see 25 posts about their new quarterback. Sure, I agree. 
is totally reasonable. I'm not a Josh Rosen as a person fan. Me either. Does seem like he's kind of a douche. Yeah, I agree. You know, everything that has been said about him is like, oh, he's like a rich kid and he's kind of a fucking wimp and whatever. I have, I've said last year, like, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of Josh Rosen, the quarterback. Like, kind of. Because See, I'm not, but but you're but I don't know what you're judging him on is the thing. Like I'm actually judging him on you're judging him on what he's accomplished. Meanwhile, I'm judging him on how he's been able to handle playing in a dog shit situation, not just in the NFL, but also in college. Like he stood out at UCLA. UCLA hasn't been good since fucking Troy Aikman was there. Well, that's not true. First of all, okay, they've had, they've had, they're, they're they're competitive, usually in the top twenty-five. When they have been? When's the last time they finished in the top twenty-five? I guarantee you they've done it a lot in the last ten years. You want me, you want me to look it up? Yeah, I I don't remember. I like I've like the the way Oregon and Stanford and all those pack. 12 teams have been playing. I don't know how UCLA is getting enough wins to be a fucking top 25 team every year. Well, they were terrible last year in Chip Kelly's first year. But they, they, they've had some good seasons. I mean, I'm going to pull it up right When's now. When's the last time UCLA played in a major bowl game? A major bowl game. Of any, like, of any ilk. Of, okay. Like, Here, here's UCLA's. Let's go back. We'll start in 2009. 2009 up to last year. 10 years, a decade. I'm just going to read their records. 7 and 6, 4 and 8, 6 and 8, 9 and 5, 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 4 and 8, 6 and 7, 3 and 9. Okay, so they haven't been that good. They've had two 10 and 3. They had back-to-back 10 and 3 seasons in a decade. Correct. They've been bad. That's not they've been bad. Yeah, they haven't been that good. I was wrong. And they went 3 and 9 last year. So they haven't been that good. Yeah. Basically, since 2009, they've had one, two, three, four, five. They've split. They've had five winning seasons, five losing seasons. Now, my thing about quarterbacks, and we'll get into this more when we start talking about the Giants draft pick that they've been getting lit on fire for. I don't mind a quarterback... That that faced that wasn't on a dominant team in college because I think that they're they're built a little bit to handle the adversity better in the NFL. Like J- Josh Rosen playing on a dog shit UCLA team against you know good schools, good teams that are like you know churning out pros. I think that's good for his development, and I think that I thought that he looked as good as you could look as a rookie. Playing for the Arizona Cardinals last year. Well, they had a terrible team. They had a terrible, they like, had the worst offensive line. People, Jets fans, are sucking each other's dicks. I know they got Le'Veon Bell, and I know they got fucking whatever, and I know they had a couple good draft picks. I'm like, if I had to spread money around on a, on a roulette table, I'm putting more money on Josh Rosen than I am on Sam Darnold. I think they're. I think they're both going to be busts. I was I was dropping some hot takes. I mean, Sam Sam Darnold didn't look good last year. Well, look, this is what confi- Josh Rosen at least had like moments of looking good on a terrible team, the worst offensive line in football, zero weapons. Th- this to me 
is the, the problem with, with all this stuff going on is what I was saying in text message is that to me, last year's draft class was overhyped. I, I, said, I said that all along. I thought last year's draft class was overhyped. I think this year's draft class has been underhyped. This is, this is, you know, I don't know if I'm putting my stink on these quarterbacks yeah, this year. please don't put too much of your stink on the Giants draft pick. I think this year's quarterbacks are going to surprise somebody. I, I want to bring up something that you and I have talked about on this show in the past, and I think it's relevant to last year's class and also this year's class. Guys, how many, pro, how many quarterbacks from major programs that were drafted high have done well? I, that's been my theory forever. But, but I want to look at today's current top seven or eight quarterbacks in the NFL. Let, let's look at them. You have Tom Brady. Sure, he went to Michigan. He didn't even start that much. He was drafted in the seventh round. So he's yeah, basically started a season, split split a second season. So so it falls into my point of like somebody who didn't put up gaudy yeah, numbers yeah, in college. Of so Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes went to Texas fucking Tech. Not a big football school. I mean, it's a it's a big football school, but it's certainly not a powerhouse. It's not a powerhouse. That's my yeah. point. And and I, I actually I actually think part of my long standing theory is guys who went to schools in big conferences that are kind of the doormats of those conferences because now they're playing great competition and their team the, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the Eli Manning, Old Miss, Peyton Manning. Like I know Peyton Manning made. Tennessee great, but they didn't win until after Peyton Manning left. Well, okay, so so yeah, so we're at Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech, Aaron Rodgers, Cal. When's the last time Cal did anything of significance? Ben Roethlisberger, Miami, Ohio. Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Exactly. Uh, Wisconsin and Russ. Uh, NC State. NC State with Phillip Rivers. And, which Russ also went. Yeah. So so here we are. We've already listed seven quarterbacks. Not one of these guys went to. Let's bring up. Uh, you just brought him up, Sam Darnold. You see, uh, USC. Said that, I, the USC quarterback and the Miami quarterback and the Florida quarterbacks forever, forever busts, busts. Yeah. Where's Liner? Where's fucking? Where's uh? Who's the dude who came out fucking? He came out late. He should have come out earlier. He he was going to be the first. Matt Barkley. Barkley was going to be like the fucking first overall pick. Yeah. Next year, bust. Uh, every my every quarterback in the history of Miami, bust. Like again, we're, we're I'm sort of teasing it, but everybody who's on the Giants for fucking passing on Dwayne Haskins. But we agree. Like, we agree. Who's the last great Ohio State quarterback? Johnny Utah? No, I looked it up. See, this is where we agree. And this, without the knee injury, maybe Utah. I want to bring up the Giants. And and I can't believe we agree on this, but I thought long and hard about it. And this is the same exact mentality I have. Guys, everyone is so hard on the Giants for drafting Daniel Jones. And with, all oh, Duke and his numbers, and they sucked. First of all, Duke, I couldn't even name their football stadium. Like, Duke is basketball. So... Everyone is saying, why didn't they draft Haskins? Guys, the last good Ohio State quarterback... You can't fucking name one. I Googled it. I'm like, who's the last guy from Ohio State? You, you know what they do when they get to the NFL? They become wide receivers. They're Terrell Pryor. But like literally, who's Braxton the last Miller. one? Braxton like, Miller. There literally isn't one. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. There's not a quarterback from Ohio State that's been productive in the NFL. And another step further, 
uh, God, why Urban Meyer? Why was I forgetting his name? Urban Meyer. He's coached Utah. He's coached Florida, and now he's coached Ohio State. The best quarterback he's ever put out, Alex Smith, is Alex Smith, who's been average in the NFL. Above average, but above yeah. average, but yeah. But my point is this: of all those three programs, let's say fifteen years. But because the the game in college isn't about the quarterback system, and it's all about the quarterback in the NFL. Exactly. Now let's okay. Let's just since we're doing it, let's go to the Giants. Let's the, do it. The Giants draft Daniel Jones. Now everybody is hammering them. I don't hate it at all. I, I'll say this: the initial reaction is, if you want Daniel Jones, why at six when you have the seventeenth pick? So why at six do you take Daniel Jones instead of? Josh Allen, and then not just stick around for Daniel Jones at 17, right? And the answer to that is this, the answer that I got from everybody last year when I said, take Saquon at one and, Bar- and, and Baker Mayfield at four. And everybody said, oh, Todd Bowles loves, Todd Bowles loves, Dar- uh, loves Baker. They would definitely have taken Baker. Baker wasn't making it back to them at four. If that's your reasoning, then the idea that Daniel Jones doesn't make it to them at 17 is reasonable. First of all, the Redskins had a pick and took Haskins. Sure. Now, here's my I guess here's my biggest problem. I look, do I think that they could have found a way to take somebody else at six and still got Daniel Jones if they worked for it? Yes, I do. That's my big problem with the pick. But but I know for a fact, I haven't on, I haven't on much information, they liked Daniel Jones way more than Haskins. Sure. They liked him way more. I mean, they've been open about it. Gettleman's been open about the senior bowl watching Daniel yeah. Jones. But if the Giants take Haskins at six... And they take the guy. They still take Dexter Lawrence at seventeen. No one's making fun of them. And to me, that's ridiculous because they like him more. Yeah. After doing all the fucking work on it, sure. I now like him more than Haskins. I was never a buyer. I was like, fine if Haskins is a guy. Fine, he's from Jersey. He wants to back up Eli. Fine, but when you do the work on it, it's like. He he's playing on a stacked offense. Well, th- that's the thing I want to bring up. He he. I watched a lot of Ohio State games this year. I, I've watched a lot of Haskins' career, guys. He this goes back to our point that we just made about big college programs. He's playing for Ohio State. They're a top ten recruiting class, probably top five every single year. Do you remember when Tug? And I were talking quarterbacks, and he like find like we've done. You and I have done the quarterback thing forever. And then Tug was like, "All right, what what's the first thing that you're looking at for a quarterback?" Do you remember my answer? Did you say you didn't say Wonderlick? Did you? I didn't say Wonderlick, but I said their brain. Yeah, yeah. like I want to know that they can like handle it. like I, that. To me, is more important. Do you look at the Wonderlick, which you sent me the scores of? One guy took it twice, so he's out. Like he scored like a twenty-five on the first one, and then he took it again. So, yeah. Like I'm already, you're already out of the fucking thing. And the second guy was Minishu or whatever from uh, Washington State. Yeah. Uncle Rico looking dude, f- creepy weird, p- 
pedo mustache yeah. and the headband. You're out. Third on the list, Daniel Jones. Second to last, Dwayne Haskins. Second to last, Dwayne Haskins. Last, Kyler Murray. Now, here's... I don't judge everything by the Wonderlick. I don't judge everything by it. But I'm saying, as like, yeah, if a guy didn't have any arms and he was he got the highest score on the Wonderlick, I'm not taking him first overall. I'm saying it's a big factor for me, though, their brain. Here's the thing that finally made me just sit back and relax and go, all right. Do I think Dave Gettleman's a fucking idiot? Yeah, I kind of do. Uh, do I love the recent inner workings of the New York Giants organization? No, I don't. But apparently, the reason the nail in the coffin on the Daniel Jones pick was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning loves Daniel Jones. And he worked at his camp. I don't know if Dave Gettleman knows football at this point. Trading Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna will, will be a black eye on that guy's resume, in my opinion, forever. Same goes for the New York Giants front office. You have Odell Beckham and you're trading him. I'm not sure you guys know what you're doing. That's fine. Yeah. If Peyton Manning's judging quarterbacks, I believe him. I'm I'm a Peyton Manning believer. I believe Peyton Manning yeah. knows what a good quarterback looks like. Plain and simple. I believe Peyton Manning knows exactly what a good quarterback looks like. And I and the thing is, none of us know. This is what annoys me with everyone. Like, oh my god, they draft. Like, none of us know. Dwayne Haskins could be great. He could be a bust. Daniel Jones could be great. Could be a bust. None of us fucking know, guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? The NFL to me is such a crapshoot when you draft players. I think. I think the big problem. You know, with people is like everybody wants to shit on the pick. I I'm not sure I I'm not sure I approve of like how they use their two or three first round picks. You know, obviously they, they traded up to get back into the first round again. But like, do you is, is there a move that they could have made instead of trading up to get that final third round pick? Final that third first round pick. Is there a way to trade up from seventeen to twelve? And take Jan- Jones there, and then you get Allen and Jones. Maybe, but like, I, look, I don't know what's going on in the war room. Yeah, all I know is they got the quarterback that they wanted, and the quarterback that, again, like I don't watch college football. I certainly don't watch Duke football, but brains, school where he's playing against great competition, even though his team is taking is getting fucking lawn mowered, and Peyton Manning likes him. I'm, I'm kind of in. The only thing that makes me want to kill myself is that Dave Brown also went to Duke and also wore number 17, and he's the worst quarterback in the history of the New York Football Giants. So, otherwise, I've kind of convinced myself, not, not that I like the pick, yeah. but that I like the player. And again, we don't know, but I wasn't mad at all when I saw that like again people just freaking the fuck out well I think and it's funny because as a Giants fan I never I like I totally understand like people wanting the fucking Philadelphia Eagles to burn or the Patriots burn like Giants have a lot of there's a lot of Giants hate out there I've never really gotten it like what maybe it's the best like but I feel like they people hate Eli first of all which is remarkable to me and then just like people- I don't think people hate Eli. I think they just like making fun of him. I think there's a big difference. Okay. 
they like making fun of his face and his facial expressions. I don't think they hate him. He's not, he's not a, I don't think Eli's a polarizing player. It's just jokes. It's, it, he's not like a Cam Newton. Like, I think a lot of people hate Cam Newton. I, but I feel like even in, even in like the sports, like even in the talking heads business, like Eli's so quick to be thrown under the bus by people, and maybe that's just a lack of knowledge. But like you look at like guys, like there's for every five guys who are just like, well, they got to get a quarterback. There's like there's always like one guy out of every five who's like, this isn't Eli's fault at all. Like there's always the Deion Sanders type who's like, Eli's fucking fine. The Giants just suck. Yeah. And and that's why I also like I like the Eli mentoring a young quarterback. I love it as a Giants fan. And if this guy is going to be able to take the mental aspect of the game from Eli, fantastic. I'm into it. I do I wish we had gotten a like maybe a stronger player in the first round otherwise? Yeah, but if you get your franchise quarterback it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, and again, I just want to reiterate that the college numbers for me, especially from a big program, don't matter that much. Yeah. They really don't. And and the other the other thing with the Giants for me is like a lot of people are like kind of pointing out again like you said Last year's draft class, like, oh, they wanted Saquon and Daniel Jones instead of like Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, I do, a hundred percent. Well, exactly, a hundred percent. Let's look at last year's Don't draft class. Don't want Sam Darnold out of last. Didn't year, want him. Out of last, Don't want him out of last year's draft class concerning quarterbacks. Yeah, the only one in my and, opinion. And if they wanted Rosen, they could have had him. If they wanted Rosen over Jones, they could have had him. Yeah, they could have taken Josh Allen. They could have traded. Dude, Sam, uh, Josh Rosen got traded for what? A fourth rounder? Like a second rounder? Yeah. So they could have had Josh yeah. Rosen. Uh, out of last year's draft class, and I know it's only one year. I think the only one who has potential is, is probably Baker Mayfield, and he's got a cast around him right now to help. I was not sold on a lot of those guys. I mean, Josh Allen's looked. You know, he's in Buffalo. I I don't I don't hate Josh Allen. If I had to rank him right now, I'd go, I'd go Baker, Rosen, Allen, Darnold. I really don't like Darnold. I just I just think he's a turnover machine. Turnover and, machine and, for sure. And and he's the, a prime example of what we're talking about. Big school. Dominating fucking offensive line, dominant, like never touched, and then and then when he was touched, he's fucking fumbling. Yeah, six hundred thousand people attended the draft. Six Nashville was dope. Thousand, that was dope. It looked awesome. Was it, is it Broadway, the main street? I have no idea. I've never been. Yeah, basically, what they did was, I think it's I think that's their main street, which is Broadway, which is just nonstop bars. And restaurants, it's pretty awesome. They just took over that entire street. Yeah. Looked great. Honestly, way better than when they do like New York or Chicago or Philly. 
Yeah. Because you have like a small kind of town where you can just take over the you're, – like you're not you're not closing down Times Square for the NFL draft. No. New York's like, we don't give a fuck. We got business. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, we got stuff going on. People in fucking Philadelphia Eagles jerseys getting run over by yellow cabs. <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Daryl Dawkins, whatever your name is, get out of the way. I have Uber pickup. I also do Postmates. Please move. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. That whole street just filled. Like double, more than doubled the record attendance. And the next year's in Las Vegas, which I don't like as much again. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, Vegas could be cool. Yeah, like where are they doing it? I don't know. Like the fucking pool outside the MGM or something like that. Everybody gets announced in the pool. I heard they're doing it on the 19th floor at the Mandalay Bay. Is that a shooter joke? Yeah, I don't even know what floor it was. It was an attempt. Failed attempt. You know, sometimes you... Uh, I was like, is that where the real world speed is? Or is sometimes that you shoot your shot, Joe. Yeah. Shots fired. Hundreds of them, actually. <laughs> I'd say too soon, but... The guy... I mean, was, I'm not... Let's, let's not go to the conspiracy... Oh, let's, not, like, let's not conspiracy wormhole it. Yeah. Well, Tyreek Hill is currently suspended indefinitely. Whatever that means. The Chiefs have suspended him because this was after our last episode. The yep. audio leaked yep. of him threatening his fiance. Yep. So he's suspended indefinitely. I read. But they're not going to cut him because if they cut him, somebody else is immediately going to sign him. So now they go with the indefinite suspension. This is wild. It's wild how the NFL teams are going to have to like work around this like weird rule. I don't think anyone's picking him up. I really don't. Oh, I think you're 100% wrong. Really? Yeah. No one's picking him up this year. I think you're wrong. First of all, he hasn't been cut. Well, he's going to be put on the exempt list. This is the latest, most likely. So they don't normally do this. So I read this today. The exemption list usually works as a player is suspended with pay, but because players aren't paid in the offseason, that wouldn't apply in this case. Okay. So they're saying the league, this isn't the Chiefs thing, They the league could put him on the exempt list right. and also not pay him. Which means he's just like in this weird purgatory. I don't think anybody's picking him up. Well, he's not cut. So he's not getting picked up until he's available to get picked up. The which is, second he's available, he will get picked up. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's... Because it, just like I said in my tweet, unless part of that 11-minute audio is him disrespecting the troops... He's getting picked up immediately. It's just wild to me that the Chiefs haven't cut him already. You listen to the audio, right? Yeah. Is it wild? If you're the Chiefs, is well, it? Well, you saw who they drafted, right? Yeah, they drafted a wide receiver. Yeah. What? It's, they still have Patrick Mahomes. Like they're going to need some wide receivers. Sure. Uh, is it wild that they don't want John Dorsey and the? Cleveland Browns to pick him up and immediately be sure thing Super Bowl favorites? Is that wild? The Browns are not picking him up. I mean, they already have two wide receivers. Two great wide receivers. And they have some other good guys around those guys. Yeah, like the Chiefs running back that they picked up after he got cut for fucking kicking girl in the face. My thing is, if you're the Chiefs, do you we, want him? We should make a bet. Not a bet. The over-under of Tyreek Hill 
at what week is he playing on a team in the NFL, whether it's the Chiefs or somebody else? There's 17 weeks in the I in think the, he's playing on the Chiefs in week eight. No, I think he's playing on the Chiefs in week 13. Week 13. Yeah, that's a bet I would make because I could see that maybe. Yeah. And if he's. But he also has a past. Let's not forget Tyreek Hill, you know his past, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's been guilty of a felony. Yeah. Which I believe was some other violent act. So this guy has a storied history. If I'm the Chiefs, I don't cut him either. Like, if I'm a Chiefs fan... So then what are they doing? This move of suspending him indefinitely. I don't even until, know what that and means. Then they'll, so they'll suspend him indefinitely. And then at some point, they'll come up with when... What he's actually suspended for. So, like, you know, midway through the preseason, they'll be like, he's suspended for nine weeks. Okay. And then I'll come back. Because why cut him? Because you don't want to pay him? You're, when he's suspended without pay, you're not paying him. You don't have to give him a roster spot. Yeah. But why are you going to give him up so that he can go to some other team? You want to be on the Rams in week 13 or you want to be on the Chiefs? If you're the Chiefs, you want to be on the Patriots in week 13? When he comes back, he's coming back. So why cut him? If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm I'm angry and I, like I'm probably tweeting that he's a piece of shit and that we should cut him. But also, in my heart, I'm going, like, why? So then we could lose to the fucking Chargers when they get them? I just don't know if anybody picks him up this year. I'm, I feel like you have not been paying attention to the NFL whatsoever. Kareem Hunt didn't get picked up after he got cut. I mean, granted, it was only four or five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he was out the rest of the season, then got picked up in the offseason. I'm just trying to understand the the it, mindset of, of... The mindset is... No, the, the mindset, do people view child abuse worse than domestic abuse? Like, where do those rank as far as I, I, I people mean, being offended? I think you're I think you're both pretty far down to the, the right... The, Bad side of the evil scale, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my point. But it's not. They're, a, they're both really bad things. It's not a matter of whether it's bad. It's a matter of how long until the public stops giving a fuck. Because remember, but that's why I'm bringing up. Like be, I'm trying to get in the, in the mindset of the public. Oh, it's just out of out of sight, out of mind. Six months from now, no one gives a shit unless you disrespect the troops. Six months from now, no one will even remember. They'll be like, "Is that the guy who kicked somebody in the head?" And like, no, that was Kareem Hunt. Oh, what did Tyree Kill do? He was on Abuse a Kid. I thought that was Adrian Peterson. No, that was his that was his actual kid and he was not abusing him. He was a he was he was trying to parent him, but he was doing it with abuse. This was just abuse. He was abuse Yeah, it's the same thing. Um Yeah. Unless you are unpatriotic, six months from now, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. The end. Gotcha. Well, change of subject. Dabo Sweeney last week signed the biggest deal in college football. Ten years, ninety-three million. Good for Dabo Sweeney. I don't know. I don't like. I'm bringing this up because I, I got to bring up his old quote, man. I don't know all the ins and outs of how the financials. I know one thing: the schools are making a bunch of money, 
and the NCAA is making a bunch of money. But that's why I want to bring up this quote. Making a bunch of money, and so if this is of good value for them, great. No, no, I don't. You can pay him whatever. I'm not mad or offended that you look. Okay, so what's his old quote? Welcome to capitalism. But this is his old quote he's under fire for, and I agree, it's bullshit. A few years ago when Northwestern tried to unionize, I don't know if you remember this, football players, Dabo had a quote, which he still has not backed off from. He said, and I quote, we try to teach our guys, use football to create the opportunities, take advantage of the platform and the brand and marketing you have available to you. But as far as paying players, professionalizing college athletics, that's where you lose me. I'd go do something else because there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. What? I don't even understand what that means. But He's saying he would leave coaching if players were ever paid. But he can make $90 million and he's saying there's enough entitlement in this world? I mean, you do this to me all the time. And I don't know what... The NCAA is a fucking sham. Let every athlete go be a professional. Let them earn money while they work there. Otherwise, we're fucking... We just get caught in the same loophole. I don't care if he got $1 billion to coach. I still don't think the players should get paid money to play football. But that's basically what you're saying if they can go play professionally. Yeah. Let them go play professional football. Have no rules against them going to play professional immediately. But what is the difference between them playing in, let's say, a a minor league equivalent and them getting a stipend to play at University of Alabama? Because now we are taking what is... now, Now we are, instead of having a sham which it is now we're saying this is absolutely has nothing to do with a university or any sort of education so why are we why are they tied together but universities have club sports okay right sure why can't we just make these club sports i i don't understand your question the club sport right First of all, a lot of times you're paying to play a club sport. Yeah, okay. Right? Not not making money to play a club sport. This again, once you're paying professional athletes to come to a place to be a professional athlete there, we're abandoning the entire idea that this has anything to do with schooling. Which is fine. Have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Not the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Have the Alabama Crimson Tide. People in Alabama are dumb as fuck and will go watch. If you separated that team from the school, no one would give a shit. Most of the people didn't go to Alabama anyway. No, I get that. But I'm trying to, to go back to his quote. The I'm just trying to understand his mindset of like... I'd walk away from college football. Well, first of all, his name is Dabo. But, exactly, but he's confused. Well, exactly. But that's my but point. But also, I agree with him in the sense that he should get paid because he's a. This is his job. I'm he should get say, paid to I'm, coach football. I'm not saying they're getting paid to play football. I'm not saying he shouldn't get paid. Of course, he should get paid. He's the head coach. He turned the program around. I'm not debating what Clemson or 
Bama or Ohio State, any of these programs want to pay their coaches. Again, it's a free market. It's capitalistic society. Pay the guy what you want. Okay, how about this? Let me let me throw. But, but for him, being hold like, on, a, hold on. Let me throw. Let me throw a, a made up scenario out to you. Okay, how about this? How about uh, guys can't get paid while they're at school because you don't want to have you don't want to set a precedent inside this university or college experience where some of your students are getting paid to attend the school while others are paying to attend the school. But if you put in your service time, okay, of playing four years of college football at, at uh, Clemson, after you get out into the real world, uh, they give you a check. They give you a check for 250 grand. Seems fair, right? By the way, that is... What's happening? Because you leave without the $250,000 fucking bill that every other student pays to go to school. It's so fucking stupid that we're still pretending that school doesn't cost anything. These guys want to be professional athletes. Good. Don't force them to go to college. Take the education system out of football. It has nothing to do with it. They are not related. You as a student at Clemson and the guy Dabo coaches at Clemson are not the same person. One is a student, one is an athlete. The student athlete thing is for volleyball and hockey and gymnastics and shit no one gives a fuck about. Football players are professional athletes. Go let them be professionals. It's so fucking dumb that we're now going to say, because this is the way it works, dude. Then who doesn't get paid? Does the hockey team at Clemson get paid? Do the gymnasts get paid? Well, it'd be tiered like capitalism, you, you know, supply and demand. People earn the money. It's, it's no different than how it is now, you know. So the, let the, me ask you a question. I went to Lehigh. Lehigh, huge engineering school. Okay. Bethlehem Steel, biggest fucking steel in the country. That's like what the whole fucking town was based around. So if I go to Lehigh and I'm an engineer and then I go out into the world as an engineer, and I make a fucking bunch of money for Ford or fucking whoever, and then that, in turn, gets kicked back to the school. Oh, well, we're supporting this program. Now, now should I get paid to be an engineer at Lehigh? Yeah, but the difference is you could get paid to get a job. If you're an engineer at Lehigh, you could get a summer internship. I've already said that a million times. Let them have jobs. They want to work and play football? Let them do it. 100%. Also, let them sign autographs. Fine. Now, there's got to be a system in place where it's not just, hey, you're signing an autograph and some booster's giving you $100,000 and a fucking backpack. Let them sell fucking jerseys. Let them sell pictures of themselves. Let them be. In, let them do Instagram ads. So in a way, we agree on a lot of these things. Yes. Yeah. If 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 fucking if Kyler Murray wants to do Instagram ads for coconut water while he's at Oklahoma, great. Sure. Because why not? Fucking uh, Aunt Becky's daughter's at fucking USC doing Instagram ads. Yeah. Great. Aunt Becky's daughter. Yeah. But the idea that they should get a paycheck for playing football is ludicrous to me. Because you are getting a paycheck, so you're for you're getting a paycheck. You're for basically the, they're giving you a pay, a pay, they're giving you a bill, and then they're saying we got it. But you're open. Clearly, you're open to monetization. They can monetize as people. That's what I'm saying. Sure, 
I just don't feel that athletes, college athletes, should get paid simply for playing their sport because I believe what if, if you want to bo- become a professional athlete, you should have that right what to do What if a it. booster wants to give you money? Now he's paying you to play football. He's paying you to attend the school. That's what he's paying you for. I'm just saying it's 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 you know the Instagram yeah. the booster it's yeah it's, it's that's why slow. my idea is take the NCAA and light it on fire it's all a fucking sham what a bullshit thing stop making kids go to school have a minor league system stop fucking this has nothing to do with education none of these people are going to school why are we still doing this you know what Dabo should do with that 93 million dollars Joe Prano and the reason we are doing it Andy do you know why we are still doing it. Why? Because people in those states, the people that are angry at us, whenever we talk about California, they don't have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rams, the Kings, whatever. They have University of Kansas basketball and flatness. That's what they have, and this is their NBA, and they should be able to fucking do whatever they want. That's why, because the major college football, basketball parts of the world are in fucking dumpster fire parts of the country where no one gives a shit about anything. Except for college sports. Even though none of them fucking attended that school. You know what Dabo should do with that money? Get him some Harry's razors. How many Harry's razors could he buy for $93 million? I mean, he could get the free trial set and not even spend any of his $93 million. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. The deal. I just shaved yesterday. I uh, had a nice shave. Shaved the face, and I'll just be honest, and the balls. I know Harry's loves when I include that in the ad read. Groom the old testicles. Cut myself. Yeah, who's doing that with a just a regular razor? You know, normally, I, I do it a couple shaves in, because the Harry's, the blades are they're so good. Guys, Harry... <laughs> Joe's giving this look like, wow, you're really going for it, aren't you? Guys, join the 10 million people who've tried Harry's. Claim your trial set right now by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Like Joe mentioned, that is a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. That weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, that rich lathering shave gel, which I love. I only use my Harry's shave gel. And that travel blade cover. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. Make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And once again, if you send me a screenshot of using harrys.com forward slash dirty, I will send you some koozies. Okay, we have a couple calls. Do you want to get to a couple calls today? And we'll sure. wrap this bad boy sure. up. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's been a minute, so you know what I'm going to do today? I am going to actually play the intro. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Okay. Our first call today is from... Kyle Aronofsky. Guys, real quick reminder, let's keep the calls to 60 seconds and under, por favor. Please do that. You guys like to ramble, and you know what? We're on time constraints. Hey, 
going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from the beautiful and very expensive to drive on Garden State Parkway in uh, probably Manahawk in New Jersey, home of fucking nothing. Um, the reason I'm calling today See, we're at 16 is, seconds. Uh, just to let you guys know, uh, I know you guys don't talk hockey on here, but that the NHL playoffs have been absolutely amazing. Um, just crazy, unexpected shit. Uh, three game sevens in the first round. Um, the, you know, most, uh, most favorite team to win the championship, the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning lost in the first round. Not only did they lose in the first round, they were swept in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets from Ruther's home state of the god awful Ohio. Um, that didn't really make much sense. Jersey's taking shots. <laughs> um, um, so I was just wondering, like, are there any playoff series or playoff years that you guys really remember? Because um, this year I've really been able to watch pretty much every game and just fucking drink a ton of beer and enjoy some tremendous playoff hockey. Uh, maybe, I know, I think Ruthers talked about, like, the early years of him being in L.A. and, like, the Lakers going on runs and those being memorable. Um, yeah, so I was just wondering if you guys remember. And it can be any sport, maybe, like, some great baseball playoffs and some obscure rounds that maybe neither team ended up going to the final. All right, we, we, we get what he wants. Okay. Um, I remember, well, first of all, I thought he was talking about hockey uh, as a New York guy. The, the 94 Rangers, that was that was a huge deal uh, in New York. And it was a huge deal because simultaneously the Knicks were very good. Oh, yes, that's right. And uh, obviously end up losing in the finals to the Rockets. It's uh, Rangers, Knicks, OJ. It's the summer of OJ. Um, the juice. So I remember that. Uh, also, um, I feel like basketball for me, just like all those, those years in the nineties, I know every, we, we joke about like, uh, nineties basketball was so much better. I actually obviously have made it very clear. I disagree that the basketball was better, but there was like the storylines. It was always like Jordan Knicks, and then you'd have, Knicks, Pacers, and then even going on to like Knicks Heat, like in the early, late '90s, early 2000s. For me, as a basketball fan, th- my favorite playoff memories are when the New York Knicks were good at basketball. This is basically what I'm saying. The the '90s to the early 2000s, when the Knicks were competing, like every fucking round of the playoffs, especially those Heat series, so good. Um, then when you were talking about being out here, the Lakers being good, I, I remember that Lake, the, the Mavs run was a pretty magical playoff, uh, year. Yeah. That, that Mavs run was amazing. Mavs beating the Lakers, then the Mavs going to the Western conference finals, then the Mavs beating the, uh, the heat in the finals was pretty amazing. The Red Sox run, obviously when they were down three Oh to the Yankees, yeah. but that whole playoff run for them. I was hate watching. I, I never wanted them to win. Yeah. I never wanted them to win. And I didn't know many people from Boston. What's funny is we had one kid in my fraternity from Boston, and he was so fucking obnoxious. Yeah. It was literally all because of that kid. Fucking socks. Fucking socks. I was always rooting for them because they were playing the Yankees, and I fucking hated the Yankees, but like all, it was always Alien versus Predator. I was like, whoever wins, we lose. And also that... That Yankees Diamondbacks World Series, man. Sure. That was 2001. That was right after 9-11. Yeah, all that. That was an amazing, fun series to watch. 
I'm trying to think like basketball because I didn't have a team, so I I like didn't have. You remember the runs, but like growing up to me, it was like the Bulls are going to win. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You knew, you knew the Bulls were going to win. And I I get that he's talking about how great hockey is, dude. This NBA playoffs this year has a potential. A potential. I mean, the Blazers. I'm 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 fucking I'm already stoked for the Blazers Nuggets. Yeah. Well. People are apparently getting real stoked about my takes. We have we have a call applauding my uh, my amazing hot takes from our boy Kukmeyer. Ha, Kukmeyer. Haven't heard from him in a while. Yo, what up, boys? It's Captain Kook calling back again. Uh, just wanted to say I love the Andy Ruther hot takes, spitting fire. About an hour and seventeen minutes into the podcast, there's no way in hell that the Warriors are going to lose to the Clippers. There's eight minutes left in the third quarter. Even though they're down, they're going to come back. Yeah, uh, pretty sure it was 121 to 129. Warriors uh, Warriors lost that one last night. So keep it coming, Ruther. We love it. <laughs> Stay dirty. I mean, the Ruther curse is undefeated at this point, but I just want to say that I'm – I feel devastated that you like Daniel Jones so much. Well, it's not that I, it's not that I like him so much. I just think that people were so quick to eviscerate the Giants for that pick. Yeah. When again, I felt last year's draft class was overrated, and at the end of the day, you can say what you want about. Just get- do me a favor. Just say the Mets absolutely won't win the NL East. They're not winning it. I think I picked them. I hate you. Remember the, yeah. sh- the show? I think I picked them. Dude, I tell you what, the Reds, are they going to win a game that I go to this year? No, probably not. I mean, if they lose the next game I go to, and if I if, if I start, if they lose three games in three different cities where I've been to games, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to keep going to games in different cities. You're going to have to start, you have to start talking to like a professional, like, you know, fucking psychic or something or like a witch yeah. doctor. About what's going on with the dent curse? We're gonna have to start doing a thirty for thirty on the dent curse. I mean, my my powers are the equivalent of the red haired chick from Game of Thrones. Yeah. What's her name? Melisandra. What? Oh, I almost spoiled her. I almost, said, I almost said a spoiler. She looks great naked, by the way. Not old woman. Young woman. Yeah. I'm big ass titties. <laughs> Okay, the last call, I'm going to need a translator. So if I can get Yoshi on the phone, because this is a call. I believe Yoshi's relative left us. Somebody get shot? 请携带相关证件过来办理如需人工查询请按六将由侨务组为你服务 I gotta say I agree <laughs> and um, I, I, I think that they they absolutely should uh, get rid of the five year after retirement rule and put Ichiro in immediately I agree yeah. I agree wholeheartedly so shout out to our Japanese I think, dirt balls was that Japanese? I, think that, I feel like that might have been Chinese. You think that was Chinese? I think that's Japanese. Okay. 
Do we have anybody who knows Mandarin or Japanese? I guess we'll find out on the next episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Same dirty channel, same dirty time. The hotline is 310-359-8365. And I think we've come to a conclusion on a date for Amarillo. I believe we're going to do... Saturday, what is that day? Is it August 17th or 18th? I thought you said that. 17th. Okay. And the we're, we're talking about the Saturday the 17th, and then we're going to try to plan out some maybe other Texas ballparks surrounding that? The plan would be fly probably into Amarillo Friday, stay in Amarillo Friday night, do the, the game, the whole dirt ball stuff, Saturday, which I'm putting together a fantastic little plan. In addition to obviously what Nick Yardley from uh, the Sod Poodles is helping us coordinate, I'm trying to trying to swing something. Maybe we get a little tailgate action. Tailgate action, maybe a little live podcast action. I like it. So that would be Saturday, and then Sunday we drive, and then Monday we attend a Texas Rangers home game. And then Tuesday, we attended Houston Astros home game. Wow. Wow. So we're driving across the state of Texas. Checking off ballparks. We're doing it. Everything's bigger in Texas. And I believe that Monday night Ranger game is, is either the Ranger game or the Astros game is dollar hot dog night. Fuck yeah. So we're going to crush them hot dogs. Uh, so that is the plan, Dirtballs. We, again, we have a group chat on Twitter if you're interested because we're going to figure out the pricing because we're going to rent a suite. All those shenanigans will happen the weekend of Friday the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Again, hopefully the game the 17th. Okay, you can follow us at The Dirty Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. If you are a Cincinnati Dirtball, I would love to see you at the marathon Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. I'd love to see you guys yelling at me, cheering me on, whatever it is, and get you some conies for me waiting at the finish line. Yeah. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram. I, uh, I decided something recently, Andy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce it right now. Remember when I did my Chris Stapps Porzingis jersey giveaway? Yeah. I'm doing another one. Now that he's been traded to the Cleveland Browns, my final... Ooh. Giants jersey. I gave away many Giants memorabilia uh, when I was boycotting the no kneeling policy last year. They removed the no kneeling policy. I had a Beckham jersey. Been traded. It hurts me to look at it. If you want my Odell Beckham Jr. jersey, follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano. Two weeks from today on this very show, I will do my random drawing of an Instagram follower again. And the first dirt ball whose name comes up will get an Odell Beckham jersey uh, with free shipping sent to you wherever you are in the continental United States or Canada. And if you're somewhere other than that, we'll talk about how shipping will work then. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano. Follow me on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Uh, go to JoePrano.com for shows. I'm traveling again soon. And you might as well follow me. If you're going to follow Joe, hit the old back-to-back follow. Yeah. Do it. I'm just do saying. it. Do it. Do it. Follow us at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Leave us a review. And have a great, blessed day. <laughs> That's right, guys. All right, guys. That is the episode. We will be back.
later in the week. Enjoy your week. Hop in the comments. Let us know what you think. And again, we can. Get, I, and again, I will send you beer koozies if you leave a iTunes review. Just drop your Instagram or Twitter handle. All right, dirtballs. Thank you for supporting the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And don't forget, stay dirty.